And you're locked into episode number 81 of the Kerrville Podcast. And today we have a very special guest, uh, Michaela here and John Barrera. And if you want to go and introduce today's guest, John. I've known him for many years and then I haven't seen him for like 10 or 15 years. But um, today we have... Brad Bolin with Hill Country Roofing. How you doing, Brad? Good, Mr. Good Brad to, good Bolin. Good to see you. Welcome. Yeah, good to meet you, yeah, good to meet you too, Brad. Welcome. To, finally. Yeah. How many times <laughs> have we postponed this thing? Man, we yeah, it's been been a couple times trying to get all the schedules working. That's all right, though. We, we had COVID and, and all kinds of things going on. <laughs> hey, we're just grateful that you made the time for us this morning. Oh, you know, I, I've been looking forward to it since I, like I was telling John, you know, I started watching the, the videos that y'all were posting of the podcast. And I reached out to him and uh, been actually looking forward to it since we first started talking about it. So I think it's going to be fun. That means a lot. Isn't that cool, Michaela? It is. It is awesome. You know, Kerrville Podcast has started out as the Kerrville Small Business Network mm-hmm. in 2020. And uh, we were only going to do, you know, have, feature small business owners locally. And it was really, you know, a way to help out with COVID and the things that we're going through people were going through with covid like mm-hmm. how do you survive in a business climate like it was, this it was insane yeah because we had a hailstorm that year <laughs> really Dur- right in the middle of covid we were going through a hailstorm so. so all hail broke out in the oh. middle of all hail <laughs> michaela but um, you can't do that <laughs> yeah no it, it made life interesting uh dealing with the the covid issues um the lockdowns but also knowing that there were customers out there that needed us so figuring out what we could and couldn't do uh, but still be able to help everybody. You know, it, it was it was definitely a learning experience that we were just thrown to the wolves. I mean, it was cr- like it was something that you like out of a movie. Seriously, mm-hmm. y'all, we lived through a movie in 2020. <laughs> like, like it was like an, an outbreak movie that we lived through. It was, you know, it was. And, and we were lucky how, enough to live through it, you know. Yeah. And then, then it showed you what businesses truly cared. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then, and then how the how the big dogs reacted you know it just kind of gave you an insight on it was almost like maxing out Mm -hmm. on a bench press you're like how much can our system really like what can how much more can we go yeah yeah and but anyways i don't want to get into (laughs) it's not the covid podcast go down the wormhole podcast so all right so uh mr brad bolin with uh hill country roofing so what is this com- company all about? When did you guys get started? And- so we've actually been open since 1946. Holy um, crap. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. So we started off as covert sheet metal and roofing. Um, one of my grandpa's best friends, it was his dad that, that started it. And uh, grandpa come in, started helping out. And when Mr. Covert decided he wanted to retire, he wanted to separate it. Well, his son didn't want to do the roofing part. He didn't like heights, but he thoroughly enjoyed doing the sheet metal part. So my grandpa stepped in and said, well, let me take over the roofing part. I think he still ran it under uh, covert sheet metal and roofing until I'd say the seventies okay. and then maybe late seventies. And then he went ahead and transformed it into Hill Country Roofing Incorporated. Um, and then he's been rocking and rolling. I purchased the company from him July 1st, 2018, I think. Um, so yeah, I just hit my four year anniversary with it. And well, been, congratulations, been yeah, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Had some good times and bads in the first four years, so it, it's been it's been a roller coaster. You know, we we talk about we have a lot of business owners on here that they they come on and they're like, you know, I started my business from scratch and I had all these hurdles that I had to go through. But uh, even purchasing a family business that has been, I mean, passed down mm-hmm. uh, since the 1940s, 
Uh, <laughs> what, what are some of the things that you've had to overcome even acquiring a business? It, the, the changeover, um, getting the, the business. So growing up, my, I mean, my grandfather, he was shingles and, and regular R panel, but there, there's so many other aspects to roofing. Um, I mean, anybody can go up and throw some shingles on a roof is kind of what I look at it. I like the challenges, the detail work. Um, so after college, I actually moved to Austin and worked for a large roofing company over there, learning your, your slates and your tiles and your staining seams, your real high end roofing. And the owner with the company that I worked for over there was very much like my grandfather. He, you had to do the job before you could learn how to bid a job or sell a job. So I spent six months to a year working with the crews, learning how to do every aspect of these mm. roofs that I was going to have to sell. And that's how I, I, I think it should happen. You need to learn how to do something before you can go sell go something. Go through the ranks. Yeah, yeah. You have to learn the little details because anybody can sit in an office and say, okay, well, I need 30 squares of shingles. Okay. But how many nails go into that particular shingle? So you, ha there's so many different calculations that if you're not out in the field, yeah, you can go off of the manufacturer recommendations, but every house is different. Every house has different wind ratings, different zones. So there's a lot of details that go into it that if you if you've never done it, you may not know those little details. Michaela, have you noticed how many successful business owners that have started at the entry level position of their trade and now they are running the business? Yeah. And it all goes with uh, sticking with it and following through. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, how long have you been in the roofing business now? Oh, grandpa's. He started picking me up from school, taking me out working when I was like eight, nine years old. So, so uh, quite a long time. <laughs> long time. Yeah. A lot of roofs, a lot of shingles. Lots and lots a lot of, of roofs. nails. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> lots of work and, and learning the, the old school ways and also knowing the new school ways of doing things because there, there are certain projects that you may have to bring in some old technology just to do it a certain way. Um, yeah. And I, I'm fortunate. I have some awesome guys that work with me. Um, my main foreman, he's been with us since, oh, early 2000s. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. We, we pretty much grew up together. Um, we fight like brothers. Who's that? Uh, Luis Herrera out of Fredericksburg. Luis? I don't know. Yeah. He, um, I, I knew him through grandpa. Yeah. Um, he, he worked with us with former foremans that actually went off and started their own companies. And they're, they're local. Um, good guys. I'll show up to a house and, you know, I'm honest. I'm, if somebody tells me, Hey, I'm going to get three more bids. I'll say, Hey, these are the guys that I know because the connections that we have with several other roofing companies in this area are very oh, strong. I love this. Me too. Um, so many people have worked for us throughout the years, uh, mainly with my grandfather, but seeing I, there's probably four or five roofing companies that either the owner or their main guys have worked with us at some point in time. So when somebody tells me, Hey, I'm going to get three bids. I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, you want to make sure it's going to work for you. So I say, Hey, these are the guys that I know and I know them for 20, 25 years because they used to work with us. I know how they, they do their installs because they do it pretty much the same way we do. Cause we all learn together. So when I see these other guys and I'm like, Hey, I'm cool. If I lose a bid to one of those guys, I'm okay with it. Why? Why would you not trash the competition? Why would you network and why would you not tell your customer, hey, don't go with anybody else but me. I need this job. Life's too short, you know. It. 
I don't have to, I'm very fortunate. You know, I don't have to take every job that comes across the table and the way that I do business, I mean, we've been doing it for a long time. We, we develop relationships with the customers. It's not just a business transaction to me. I drive and it drives my wife absolutely insane. But when we're driving around town, I'm like, I did that. I did that. Oh, you want to hear something cool about that homeowner? (laughs) It's really, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I take pride in the houses that we've done. Um, the people that I meet, like I was telling you guys before the podcast, I've met, you know, three and four star generals. I've met rock stars, movie actresses, actors, and I've met, you know, the common working man. A bunch of times the common working man has just as many fascinating stories as somebody who's traveled the world. Absolutely. Yeah. What we experienced early, you just never know what you're going to experience in day in and day out life. So hearing everybody's stories, it's fascinating. And it drives my wife nuts because, you know, I put in 12, 14 hour days when I probably could do it in six or seven, but I'll spend that extra hour talking to a customer, finding out a little bit about them. Tell me, you know, what brought you to Kerrville if you're not from here or if they are from here, tell me about your family because my grandfather's family's been here for, let's say the 18, late 1800s. Wow. So. Start talking about the old family names in, you know, Kerr County and Gillespie County and even Kimball County. You know, when I mentioned my grandfather's last name, they're like, oh, well, I know so-and-so. Like, yeah, that's like a second great uncle or something like that. Michaela, I saw I saw when Brad was talking about networking, you wrote something down. What was it? Well, you, you made you made a comment about trash in a competition mm-hmm. when, when you lose out on a bid. Uh, hey, that's going to happen. You're not going to yeah. get. You're not, not going to get 100 percent of them, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, the other thing is, you know, and it brings to mind here two different types of mindsets that you can have. Mm-hmm. You can have the scarcity mindset, or you can have the abundance mindset. And when you're in the scarcity mindset, everybody sucks. I'm trying to get what I can get, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm. You end up trashing relationships. Yes. Versus when you have the abundance mindset, to where there's plenty for everybody. We can all eat and we can all do our best and get through. Mm-hmm. And if I lose one, it's no big deal because there's an abundance out there there's and gonna I'm going to go find one. the next one. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that one pays off much more. You're able to help everybody around you much more and you're not focused on stuff that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I was that the word abundance came to my mind mm. right when you started talking. I, <laughs> yeah. I've had both mindsets. In the beginning, I had the yeah. scarcity. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be like I'm perfect over here. Mm-hmm. I was. I was, I had the uh, scarcity mindset in the beginning and now I'm focusing on providing value. You said, I'm going to have that extra hour conversation. It may not be your intentions to make more money off of that, but I guarantee you that leads to another sale. Oh, absolutely. And we do, we've done work all over the state of Texas just because of the relationships that we've made in Kerrville, in Fredericksburg. I'll get phone calls from somebody that their, their parents, I did their parents roof and say they live in Austin, say, hey, you did my parents' roof. They, they really enjoyed the process. They made it super simple. Would you be willing to come to Austin and do a job over here? And yeah, sure. Let me, let me run over there. Um, we do a lot of work outside of town. Um, we've done several jobs down in Corpus. We've done jobs, Houston, Dallas, you know, San Antonio, Austin, anywhere in between. Really? Um, we, we got a phone call to go do a roof in Florida a couple of years ago. Did you? Yeah, we didn't go do it. Uh, it was actually right before COVID was happening. Um, 
it was a kind of a friend of a friend, one of Justin's former military buddies. Oh yeah. Um, he's got a house down there and he got a price and he sent it to us. We're looking like, man, this, this just doesn't seem right. So we ran numbers and we could actually drive from Kerrville, Texas to where this house was in Florida and do it cheaper than what a local guy was going to do it for. Really? Wow. It, it was insane. That is crazy. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know how. And when I go to Austin, it's the same thing. You know, we, we've been doing a long time. We've got the relationships with the different manufacturers. We're not the biggest company, but they're going to give us a good deal. You know, they're not going to try to rip us off because we're, we're not buying tens of thousands of linear feet a month. You know, we're a couple thousand feet a month, maybe from this one particular person. But they know that we're going to stand behind our work and we're going to stand behind their product that we're installing. So they, they work with us. So I know what these big companies are, are, are getting their material for. Labor, it's pretty much industry standard. Everybody knows what right, particular right. skill set's going to get paid. Well, when I'm thousands of dollars cheaper going out of town, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, there, there's a mindset out there. People try to get rich off of one job. There, there's no point. Why? Why do you want to get rich off of one job and take a chance on burning a bridge? Yes. Sell me this pin mindset. Yes. Just give me the clothes. Absolutely love that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've probably watched that Wolf of Wall Street a couple hundred times. Yeah. Just, he may have gone a little bit overboard, (laughs) maybe a little bit, but the, the basis of it, it, it boils down to, you know, sell me this pin. Um, you're not trying to get rich off of one project. Yeah. You know, we've been open for a long time for a reason. Um, we're not rich people. We're, we're comfortable people. And that's where I want to stay. You know, I grew up in center point, Texas, just like you, yep. you know, I know where I come from. Yep. Um, Small I tell you what, Damn, a dude. lot of great people have grown up in center point, Texas. They're really right. Yeah. That's I mean, right. you look, you look at the alumni from center point and it's like, holy cow, you know, we, I mean, engineers, yeah. realtor. I mean, there's a lot look of successful this, people. Yeah. yeah, Brad, look at, what you did at a, at a little bitty Center Point, Texas. Is your arm hair? Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I just got How about the your chills. eyebrows or your eyebrows oh, yeah, popping yeah. out a little bit. Michaela's always talking trash about my eyebrows. <laughs> hey, um, so, sorry. That's I'm all right. still in morning mayhem mode, y'all. That's so, all yeah. right. Yeah. It, this podcast happens right after morning mayhem. We can't get her out of that mindset. Hey, so it's all fun. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> Let's do it. It, it. It's all about having fun, you That's know, right, L- living live yeah. life. Because yeah. if you're if you're going around, you know, all day, every day, upset, you know, stomping your feet. It's just going to make life even worse. Yeah. So yeah. let things roll off your shoulder. You know, I, I've got I, I've seen some guys that something may not go perfectly right off the bat and they start storming their feet, getting upset well, you walk in with a clear head and you can solve problems a lot quicker. So it's not yeah. worth getting upset about it. Just and, and usually when you when you do get upset about something, it can end up spiraling just out of control quickly. and ended up like 10 <laughs> times or 100 times worse. And so true. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, always keep that calm, level head and realize that, you know, most problems are temporary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're very it, temporary. Everything problems. can get fixed. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's going through them, too. Mm-hmm. You know what's weird? Um, when Brad and Michaela, when I first started this podcast, I was like, oh gosh, we're going to have prominent people on here. They're big business owners. And I used to put them on a pedestal. And now that, that I've met so many business owners and so many different people, millionaires and, and, and people like me, we're all going through pretty much the same thing. Like mm-hmm. yeah. the hardest thing you've ever been through is the hardest thing you've ever been through. And like I was on the phone, I think it was well, the first time I was on the phone with uh, Bill Blackburn, 
and I hear noise in background. Oh, I'm sorry, I got you know, and you hear noise like like kids and and things going on in the background. Like he's just like me. Yeah, just crazy. Like me. Everybody has the same the same issues. It it doesn't matter. Yeah, if you're a billionaire or a working man, you have the same issues. Yes, and that's why you know I grew up. I, I remember very vividly being younger at my dad's shop in Center Point. And there was a gentleman and pulled in with an old busted up F-100 truck, just an old ranch truck. Guy was in, you know, Dickie's coveralls, just looked like a, you know, a guy that's been working his tail off his whole life. You know, I, vi- I was visiting with him. I was, I was younger. And when he got in the truck and left, I asked my dad, I said, hey, who was that? He said, that's probably one of the richest men you'll ever meet in your life. He was a hedge fund manager from New York who had a ranch down in Camp Verde Wow. And he he would come down on the weekends because this is where he felt comfortable. He he would start driving his old busted up work truck, put on his comfort comfortable coveralls, and that's that's what that was his getaway. And but, just get away, yeah. But, yeah. And yeah. and you would never know it talking with him that mm-hmm. how rich and how powerful this guy was because at the end of the day he's just like us. Absolutely. You know, wanted to get away, just come hang out, talk at the you know, the dirty old shop in Center Point, Texas. <laughs> Man, when I saw that place change, it, it, it kind of, I had a sense of sorrow over me. Yeah, that was. No offense or anything. It, it was it was tough for me, too. So, so Brad's father, Guy, has had a shop in Center Point for as long as I can remember. They opened in 1970, or they built the shop in 1979. I think they were um, fully operational mid eighty. Um, him and his dad started it. And then I guess it was about 20 years ago, my dad purchased it from his dad and he'd been rocking and rolling. And then, um, he, he just, it got time, you know, he's been working. He started off at a very young age where, um, the gas station is going towards the school in center point that that was the original mini Mart. My dad started working there when he was, you know, like Wait, that 14 was the years first old mini Mart right there. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah. So it, it, it was Fritz Fritz Grocery is what the first one was. Um, yeah, my dad started working there when he was real young. And that's crazy. Yeah, so he's yeah. been working his whole life. My, my dad works his tail off and he deserved he it. So he he, he was approached. Um, my, my grandfather passed away. So, you know, everything kind of swapped over. My dad decided it was about time to start slowing down. And uh, he was approached with with uh, that shop, and they said, "Hey, we'd like to buy the the shop." And kind of him hot around. We talked, and he's like, "I'm going to go ahead and do this." And I told him he should. You know, he'd work his tail off. He deserved yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, have some time. And now he's at my house all the time because <laughs> my daughter shows <laughs> <Brad>. tears. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's fun though. He gets to he gets to do what he enjoys. Um, you could tell that. He would wake up early. He'd go to the mini mart in center point and get his, his morning breakfast sandwich and sit down and hang out with the other old timers that are in there. At and they, the mini mart. They tell their old stories. You know, it's the same stories over and over. <laughs> you know what's right, right. weird during COVID? So the mini mart is like a gathering. It's like Facebook for those that were born before. It's the original social media <laughs> yes, network. Yeah. It, re- it really is. Yeah. You would walk in. When we were when we were growing up, they actually had a sitting area in the mini mart. Yes. And they've since started putting extra extra products there but yeah there was a, a set of tables and every they don't morning have the tables there anymore at some point oh you okay. walk in on the right and you yeah. see them all oh, yeah. the right. lined up against the windows and yeah monday yes. mornings was the worst after a football game 
Because oh, oh my god, wow. if you if you were a football yeah. player and you walk in, they would call you out if you made if you made a mistake. Barrera, why didn't you make that tackle? I saw you on the. Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, y'all need to tell coach over there. You need to start running this play a little bit more. Yeah. That, when when you watch the movies of small town life, I mean that is center point. It was. That's how it yeah. was. It's changed so much though. It, it has. There there's a lot of new influence in there, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I'm seeing some development of some of the areas that were kind of run down. They're they're starting to get new people coming in and, and breed a a breath of fresh air, I would say. You know, the buildings in downtown, when we were growing up, those things were run down. They were. I mean, they were they were empty. There was nothing there. Well, now all those buildings are being revamped. Yeah, and, and it, they look nice. They too. do. They look yeah. really, really nice. And it's it's freshening up center point. And that's what we needed. We needed something to spice it up. Because um, Centerpoint, I mean, the history behind Centerpoint is super, super awesome. I don't know if you've ever really got into it. I know Zanzenberg. Um, yeah, and, Zanzenberg. Yeah, yeah Michaela. Yeah, <laughs> yeah th- there's so much history in Centerpoint that people don't realize. And it Center- was developed because it was the center between Bandera, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, and Comfort, I believe, yes. right? Um, and, yeah. and actually, Centerpoint was on pace to be the, the main focus area of Kerr County. But there were two brothers that separated. And one came to Kerrville, and I think one went to either Comfort or Bernie. I can't remember, but they separated, and Centerpoint, aka Zanzenberg, just kind of got Became forgotten. Became a pastor town. I, yeah, yeah, it got forgotten. Um, th- there's a lot of history in Centerpoint, and it, it's it's cool to really start digging in. My dad, he has a book. I mean, it's probably this thick of history of this area, and there, I mean, there's chapters of Centerpoint. We need to get Guy Bolin in here. Really, absolutely, and, oh, and yeah. Mrs. Bolin probably <laughs> together. So, so my my wife is a teacher, and uh, this was her last year. And Brad, I just have a whole new understanding and respect for teachers. And it takes a special person to do that. It, it really does. And uh, I just wanted to throw this out there, Miss Bolin. Um, so I have a couple of teachers that really, really. I've heard you talk st- about Miss Bolin. You before. have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Brad, I, I mean this. Miss Bolin, um, you know, really um, the the way she her outlook on life, you know, was, uh, um, you know, just willing to help anybody. Yeah, anybody and everybody. She was there for you. It, yeah. it didn't matter if you needed something. She was there. Yeah, Miss Bolin, Mister Williams, and uh, God, Coach Avant. I loved Mister Williams. Yeah, Mister Williams was was amazing, and then Coach Avant. Um, um, uh the the male coach mm-hmm. event and, yeah right event yeah and uh i tell you what they just they they impacted me for the for my whole life I, any hard things that i was going through in life i pretended they were watching i did even coach <laughs> my, kaiser my mom's too. eyebrow yeah <laughs> oh my gosh i i just um shout out to miss Bolin. shout out to guy Bolin, because sometimes i'd go in there for something and your father would sit there and talk to me for you know, just talk life with me. I think that's where I got it from. I'll just talk to anybody. Absolutely. It doesn't matter who you that's are. That's a good quality to have. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, You don't, you don't know okay. a stranger. Yeah. And because, it, I mean, it really is fascinating to learn everybody's backstories because not one person is raised the exact same. You know, you could raise be raised next to somebody, you know, right next door, mm-hmm. but how you experience life is so much different. Mm-hmm. I, I was fortunate enough. I was able to travel a lot whenever I was younger. I was racing cars. You and, were. Yeah. Your daddy had you in that. Yeah, it was my, my grandpa, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, that on Hill Country Roofing. That's crazy. I remember um, seeing pictures of you driving. Yeah, so we I was able, I raced all over the country, um, had a blast doing that. Got to meet people from all all walks of life. Um, I still talk to a bunch of them still to this day. 
I haven't seen most of them in probably 15, 20 years, but you got to love Facebook because you can find all those people that you knew back in the day and you're able to keep track of them and still talk to them every now and then. Uh, I was in the oil field for a little while and I was actually up in Iowa. We all three were. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of being, you know, raising up in Texas. You got to work in the oil field for a little while. You got to earn your stripes. (laughs) Were you on the rig? Uh, I did. Um, I worked on the rigs. I ran casing for a while. Um, then I got down into the, the mid production, um, midstream did some pipeline work, uh, finished off my oil field career, kind of running cranes and doing, um, some pipeline maintenance stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I was doing a job up in, in Iowa and I was driving a crane and I looked down off the interstate and I see an 18 wheeler, uh, like a NASCAR 18 wheeler. And I looked at the name on it and I was like, that name sounds super familiar. I know that name from somewhere. Well, it was a kid from Houston that used to drive from Houston to San Antonio every Saturday and raced with us to see somebody that I grew up racing with in, in that kind of setting, you know, in, in one of the top racing series in the nation, in the world to see his name on 18 wheeler while I'm cruising down the interstate. He stuck with it. That is he wild. stuck with it. Yeah, it's awesome seeing and, that. And that's what happens when, uh, like, when you stick with things. That and that's what I I keep saying. You know, when I went into radio, I wouldn't be in radio right now if I would have quit. Oh yeah, you have to grind it out. There's you, you good times to. and there's bad times. And, and I tell you out. what, there have been some really really tough times in the past ten years that I've gone through. I've been fired. I've quit. You know, I've uh, I, I've had some really tough times. You mm-hmm. know. But I stuck it out, and I ended up landing here at Jam Broadcasting. I tell you what, greatest broadcast company yeah. in the world, I'm telling you. Yeah. And I don't just say that for the hell of it. I don't just say that because they might hear it and, and give me some brownie <laughs> points. I mean that. These well, people you brought, are you legit. Brought up, you brought These up, people are. are real. They are. You brought yeah. a fun morning show. I mean, growing up, we, we had the, the old school you know, with the Paul Harvey and all that. That's what we, we grew up with. Well, now times are changing. You want to have fun in the morning on your drive mm-hmm. to work. You know, we're fortunate enough. We don't have to worry about traffic, you know, 7, 7.30. Yeah. You get stuck behind a tractor. That's your traffic jam. <laughs> right, right. Or deer run out in front of you. Goats, yeah. goats get loose. Yeah, yeah. Go- goats and deer. But, yeah, you, you still want to have something to, to amp you up for the day, kind of get, get you rolling initially. Um, and it's fun. I love me and my daughter every morning driving her to school. We listen to it. Well, we appreciate you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. The, it really the, does mean so much. Actually, the water tree. It, seeing that, we we started <laughs> yeah. drinking water tree because what? Of, awesome. Yeah, because Here of Gala. Gala. Yeah. Gala, you Every better day. hear this, and yeah. you better keep keep those ads rolling. Gala. Yeah, no, it, it's awesome. <laughs> we we start because you know we were buying tons of bottled water, and people think I'm weird. You know, I'm I'm kind of eco friendly. I, I want to do what I can. I'm the guy that will take. You know, you get a, a six pack of cokes or something. When you take the plastic off, I'm the guy that cuts all the little circles out. Good. That's just, awesome. That's a good thing to it do, It's just something yeah. subconsciously yeah. I don't even think about anymore. I take it off. I get my scissors, and I cut those little off, and then I throw it away. But I started noticing we're drinking so much bottled water, and we've got all this trash. I'm like, what can we do? And we really started hearing that the ads. And I'm like, well, let's try this out. So my wife went and got a couple of the, the water jugs and started filling it up, and we love it. It's awesome. Supporting the small businesses. Yeah, that, we're going to get into about. that. We're going to get, because it's crazy the conversation we had a second ago. <laughs> but Michaela, you hit on something that we already talked about, earning your stripes, starting yeah, in on the bottom it. position. Yeah, mm-hmm. stick through it. Did you start radio as this? No, I, I went to broadcasting school. I took a leap to come down to Texas. I had already taken one leap. Uh, I got on a Greyhound bus when I was 19. And landed in Kerrville at 11.30 at night with no place to stay. 
Holy and found cow. the people I was looking for the next day and then stayed with them for a while. Ended up back in St. Louis and then uh, worked for Lysol for about five years. Started going to broadcasting school. Took a leap there. Started going to broadcasting school. I was like, this is going to be a waste of money. I'm never going to get a job in radio, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I took a leap, and I came down here and started working for a radio station as an account executive. I took the only available position they had uh, selling advertising, you know. And and uh, I ended up enjoying that, you know, and seeing getting results for people is incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing people get results and seeing their business thrive is incredible. But then, you know, I, I ended up on air. But I had to pay dues. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to pay dues for a long time. Crawl through the that. mud as long as you can. Yeah. yeah. And you stick with it. And if you're doing your passion, if you're, if your passion, mm-hmm. if that's what you're passionate about, passionate about in life and you don't stick with it, you're just hurting yourself. You, you're, you're choosing a path that is not your path in life that mm-hmm. you're actually passionate about. And you stick with it. And next thing you know, you know, Brad Bowen's over there seeing your uh, tractor trailer drive down the highway. <laughs> you know? Oh, I like how you brought it all together. Yeah, bring it or, together. That's awesome. Or, or you're continuing your family's legacy of Hill Country Roofing that's mm-hmm. been around since 1940-something. I mean, that is incredible. It man. is. Yeah. When, yeah. I, when I tell people that, you know, so we're we're a small company. We don't do tons of advertising. We're, we're very fortunate. I think my marketing budget's like 300 bucks. We have our name in two phone books. Everything else, every other job that we get is through, you know, actually interacting with people and and somebody referring us. Um, We work with some some great realtors that that refer us a lot. We work with some great builders in this area um, and they they keep us keep us humble. Um, We're we're very, very fortunate. We you know, I I would I (laughs) I kind of felt bad coming on here because I don't do any advertising with you guys. Some of my competitors do. Well, and that is not a requirement for you to be on this podcast. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. it's just it's something that we've yeah. never really gotten into. It's yeah. I, I want you to call me because your your neighbor said what a good job we did. Um, I don't want us to be the first call because you heard me on the the radio ten seconds prior. You know, I, I want you to get a good experience. Um, and the best kind of advertising is is the word of mouth. You know, your reputation, your, your reputation, and everybody's got their hurdles. You know, we've, we've had bumps in the road. We're not perfect by any means. We've had some issues, but it's what you do after the fact is what really proves your worth. Absolutely. Yeah, um, follow through. Yeah. You, can, yeah, you, you can't, every project's yeah. not going to go perfect. That's one thing that you have to understand. And a bunch of people, you know, they may shut down when you have a, a major issue going on it. But it's what you do to get past that that really shows who you are. Absolutely. If if every project went perfect, I'd be a roofer. Everybody, yeah, anybody, be, you could know, yeah. if, if if there were no struggles, uh, being a realtor, then then I mean, everybody would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just when you hit that first, life will be like, uh, uh-uh, you're not going to make it through, and you're like, yes, I am. And that's when the yeah. terror, yes, I terror am. barrier is what what it's called. Mm-hmm. You know, you're about to make that decision. You're going. You're doing a life changing leap. You're making making strides, and uh, next thing you know, boom! Yep. Here comes the brick wall to <laughs> say, "Oh no, you aren't." And yep. you got to say, "Oh yes, I am," mm-hmm. and get through that terror barrier and get on the other side of that. And once you do, that's when the good things in life happen. Yeah, because mm-hmm. most know? are going to stop at that first uh, sign of pushback. Yes, yes. Yeah. most are going to be like, "Oh, this isn't for me." Yeah, this and isn't people- for me. They don't. They don't like taking that challenge or taking that risk. There, there's so much risk. And I, I knew whenever I was coming into to buying the family business that we did have a good reputation. That I, I'm, 
you know, and that's coming a along great with thing it. to have. Yeah, but there's still hurdles, and I I can't tell you how many nights I stayed up with my wife trying to figure out if this was the right move. Is this what we truly wanted? Because I told her it's a lot of work. There's one thing working for my grandfather, and there was one thing with me owning the business and being the the last stop. I mean, it's it's unnerving. It really is. And there uh, yeah, was bet, a lot yeah. of nights sitting up. Hey, is this what we really want? And making sure that that we're as a team. Because I, there's no way I could do it without my wife. She helps me do a bunch of my paperwork, mm, um, some of the the software that we use. I don't know how to do it. You know, I'll have people call and they'll say, "Hey, I need you to do this." I'm like, I don't have any idea how to do that. You need to call my wife. Takes a village. It really yeah, does. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And you know, my son and daughter. My daughter's ten. My son's five. Um, my daughter. She's she told me she wants to start coming hanging out during summer times, driving around, seeing what we do. Mm. Um, my son, I'm hoping he wants to start learning a little bit, uh, cause we do roofing and gutters. And we also, within the past year or so got into spray foam and Justin, he's, uh, he's kind of taken that on as his challenge. And it's been that, oh my goodness, doing spray foam insulation. Yeah. That is absolutely insane. That's Justin Miller. That's another friend we grew up with. Good okay. people. Good people. Yeah. He, he's been my best friend. So he moved to center point in 2000, 2001. It was our, our freshman year. And I'll never forget, we were actually playing uh, JV against Junction, and we were getting our tails beat bad, horribly. Well, me, Justin, and and another guy I graduated with, Bo Kaiser, he's uh, another local guy. Yeah, man. He, uh, yeah, Bo, he, he's rocking and rolling. He's uh, an insurance adjuster. So I'm, I'm fortunate I'm able to work with him a lot. That is cool. Because he is yeah. an insurance yeah. adjuster. I'll show up to a customer's house and they'll show me the paperwork and I'll see Bo's name. I'm like, Oh, I'll call him up. Hey, this is what we need to do. We work it out. Bam. But anyways, us three were sitting there in the locker room and the coach just got done reaming us. Cause I mean, we were playing horrible coach Kaiser. Yeah. And it, it was, it was not a rough, a, a fun day, but us three kind of banded together and like, Hey, we got to do that. I mean, we still lost, but we played a lot better. We, we, we formed friendships. We really grew the team and, me and Justin, you know, we, we wrote it Amen. out. Justin did military for 10 years. He traveled the world, did a lot of cool stuff yeah. and came back. He went to Shriner, got his degree and he's working with me. He's my right hand. He's another one. I, I, That's so would, awesome. I wouldn't be where yeah. I'm at today without him. Again, we fight like brothers. I mean, we'll duke it out sometimes over Good. some decisions, <laughs> hey, but you know what though? The, the, uh, end result is always, it, it's all, yeah, yeah it's going to benefit both of us because right. he knows at the end of the day, you know, I'm looking out for him and his family. And he's looking out for me and my family. So having that that relationship with him for so long, you know, we we know what each other's thinking. Brad, I, I remember earlier when I had a brain fart, what your mama instilled in all of us was easy and plain. It was life is tough. Get over it. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a good thing. To, uh, a good way to handle things. Yeah, yeah. It, it know, really is. It goes with acceptance, accepting life on life's terms. Seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's there's gonna be road roadblocks. Get yeah. over it. If you dive on. deeper into that statement, it's basically what we were talking about. Was when when that first wall comes and hits you in the face, you know, life is tough, but you know, then get past it. Get past it. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. They might quit. They might quit. But I ain't quitting. Yeah. And and uh, you know, you can interpret that any way you want, and then use it to your life. Mm-hmm. You know. Kind of like a song, interpret it, and then you know, put it towards your life. Yeah, and there are a lot of good good songs out there that you can use to to help uh, your absolutely. life too. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? 
Brad, I, <laughs> Michaela, uh, when Brad showed up earlier, Brad was like, yeah, you know, didn't even talk about roofing. Started right off the bat talking about giving back to the community and boom, and, and, and the yeah, stock show. That, yeah, the, the stock, stock show, show. Uh, is coming up here in not even five months. Like yeah, we're, getting, it, we're getting close. It's coming up again. Um, yeah, my family, we've been doing stock show since I was young, young, young. Um, we did swine and then we moved on into to showing steers. Um, the amount of work that goes into it, you know, my dad, he obviously helped and I helped my daughter, but there's still so much responsibility that you learn. I mean, there's still things that, that I remember 15 years ago that I would have to do. And I, it still brings back memories. Oh, we need to do these things, but the, what you learn from it, I mean, you're going to remember forever and you, you start seeing at the stock shows with the, the same people over and over. And kind of what we were talking about earlier is this isn't something that is just for the, the ranch guys, the kids that grew up on big ranches. I mean, anybody can go out and do stock show. There's so many programs out there with the schools that you're able to, to house animals. You have your, your 4-H teachers, mm-hmm. ag teachers, everything. You know, they're there to help you. They, they want to grow this and get as many kids out there as possible. Yeah. And it's a great way for kids to make money for their future. So, you know, you, you, you don't have to go out and win to make money. You know, you can go out, you can buy a decent pig, a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. and feed it out and sell it for a couple thousand dollars. Well, you do wow. that over the course of, of your, your school career. That's what I did. Yeah. By the time you graduate, you've got a good little nest egg. You can put it towards college or put it towards a trade school or put it towards a house if you need to. You know, if you're going straight in the workforce, you've got this little cushion, a little safety yeah. net for you. Um, and, and seeing that... I, we were talking about how many small businesses there are in this area that when I go to the sale at the stock show, um, it's the same, same people every year. And then I think about how many hundreds of other small businesses are there. And I don't think, I mean, there's like 900 just with the Kerrville chamber of commerce. Yeah, There's a ton. And why aren't all those 900 sitting at that sale barn? That's what he was talking about. And what I think is, there's a, a misconception that you have to go into this thing willing to spend ten, fifteen thousand dollars. You don't have to buy a whole steer. Yeah, you don't. You can go and you can do add-ons. You know, say one business owner says, "Hey, I, I can I can afford a thousand dollars." Well, you spread that thousand dollars amongst ten kids. Give That's, ten kids a yeah. hundred bucks. Well, if you get ten people to each Doing kid that. an extra, it makes yeah. a huge difference yeah. for these kids. You know, my daughter's fortunate that. We're not, I do it because it's, it's fun. It's a hobby for us, but there's a lot of kids who are truly using this money for their future. Mm-hmm. And I want to see more businesses come in more of the small businesses in this area. You don't have to spend 10, $15,000 to mm-hmm. do it. Come He's in. Just going with this grand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, individuals can come in, they can do add-ons. Uh, you, anybody can get the, the sale order list. You can go through and you can just randomly pick a name and say, I want to give this kid $50. That $50 is $50 more than they had before that. Any little bit helps you, and you never know how far that's really going to go for, you know, a certain kid because you don't know their, their backstory. That $50 right, yeah. is, that, it could that make or be, break them. That might be the, the $50 they need to uh, pay their tuition. Absolutely. They, they might have a, let's say, that, I mean, just an example, it might be 1200 bucks and they might have 1150 in the bank and that might be the $50 that gets them there. Absolutely. And, and you it, know, 
it's not going to take away from these other small businesses. Yeah, we've got big small businesses and small, small, you know, small businesses. It's hard to say. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's just so many opportunities. And I think there's been a misconception over the years because it's always the same people over and over Since and over. Since we were kids. Yeah, it's the same people. Um, but, you know, those people, they're, they're great local fa- families that are spending the money. And though we, we really appreciate them, we want we want to help the kids out even more. how do we do this how how what's your goal how do you get these businesses in and what's the process are they like oh you know do we how does it how, how does it work so i i think it you think it's a good idea michaela yeah absolutely yeah it's yeah. all about and helping, you're the helping kids. people too yeah yeah, yeah it, that's that's what i'm all about because i like winning i want my daughter to win but at the end of the day it's it's what you're learning about it what are you going to take with it throughout the rest of your life and that's what I like to see. I like to see a bunch of kids. We were, we were talking a few minutes ago about a show that me and my daughter went to a couple of weekends ago and seeing people that I, I never would have expected to be in the same show ring as us. But seeing and I visited with them a little bit because I like to talk to people and finding out their backstory. You know, they had the right people at the schools helping out, getting new faces in, getting different kids to experience these these lifestyles. It's amazing. And it's so rewarding when you when you raise an animal, mm-hmm. you love the animal, and, and it helps you understand the whole process of life, and then you take pride in in showing that animal. Yeah, you're you're presenting it. It's completely different than say having a dog. Oh, you know, a yes. dog you can throw in the backyard and make sure it's got clean food and water, and that's it. But you're yeah. you're raising something for a specific purpose, and then you're able to go out and you're able to present it. And it doesn't matter if you're first place or fifth place you're still proud of that animal because you took it from a baby and you developed it into what you see in front of you i cried my first time letting go <laughs> i'm serious michaela it, it, it's I, tough. Yeah, I can understand it yeah. i cried i was in like the seventh grade and and i straight up cried and i never named my pig again yeah it, it's tough it's even worse with steers because i mean we will have had the steers um over a year Oh, yeah. So you kind of, yeah, you get attached to them. You, know? you really yeah. do get attached. I mean, in, in my daughter's calves, I, I spend, I get home from work. I go down and hang out in the barn with the steers and the wife and the kids, they come down and that's where the family hangs out. It, it's fun. You're, you're interacting with the animals, you know, you're, you're washing them, you're blow drying them because you're what, talking to them. You're talking to yes. them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I told my wife, she actually has to slow down a little bit because I think one of our steers thinks it's a dog. <laughs> I, I I can almost guarantee if she told that thing to sit, it would sit. <laughs> the lap steer. Yeah, he, he's yeah. a little too tame. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it gets to that point. You know, it's it's bringing the family together. It's yeah. a, it's a good environment. It's a great place for kids to be around. And it's teaching uh, kids work ethic and accountability as well. Great work yeah. ethic, yes, Michaela. Something yeah. you can take for the rest of your life. I yeah. learned more about loss in that process of of. I mean, it introduced me to to the fact that not everything's here forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it introduced me to to um, loss and and uh, you know that to just cherish things more, cherish the moment more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And, and I didn't know it at the time, but subconsciously, that's what was happening in my mind. You're, you're gearing up for it, and then yes. all of a sudden, 
you you walk your your pig off the sale floor and it goes straight into a truck and you're like oh wow that was a quick ending yes yes <laughs> it's yeah going to the majors i remember first time and you, you walk out of the ring and it goes straight to a truck and you don't even you don't have time to do anything say goodbye or anything. you take the halter off and there it goes mm-hmm. it's like oh my goodness all and right then, then that's it yeah <laughs> yeah, then, yeah then life, all, life that, changes that yeah. last 12 13 months of work that you did you see it loading up onto an eight-wheeler because it doesn't matter if you won the whole show or if you got dead last it goes on the same truck mm. yeah so yeah it, it definitely teaches you a lot um i just i want to see as many kids as possible get into it and i think getting more of the small businesses involved i i think over the years, the, you, you, you can see the numbers dwindling. Um, used to, the Kerrville show. So Kerrville does it a little bit different than most other counties. We've got our, our county show, and then we would immediately the next day have what we called the district show, which was every county that touched Kerr County and then every county that touched a county that touched Kerr County. So it was a really big show. Gigantic show. It yeah. was a big show. Yeah. And at one point in time, we were the fifth largest show in the state. Wow. This show here. Um, And we have a a steer show actually coming to Kerrville, not this coming up weekend, but next weekend, that is going to be a ginormous show. Some some friends of mine from uh, Stonewall are actually putting this on, and they're projecting over 800 steers. What? Yeah. Wow. Over 800 steers to <laughs> be at the Kerrville Barn. And that's good for the local economy, too. It, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Because yeah. It, hotels it, and, yeah, ho- yeah. Hotels, restaurants, everything. Get everybody yeah. involved and in bringing that many animals in. And it's not just a, a show up on Saturday show and leave on Saturday. People are going to start coming in on Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday to start because prepping. Th- and, and this is also a destination here, too. Yeah. You know, they so might people end up coming in earlier than that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that there's, a, there's so many benefits to something like this in a community like this we've always been a stock show town um but you can tell there's been changes in the last couple years everything changes but i want to see it get back to where it was because when we were growing up i mean almost everybody in your class did stock show yes almost everybody didn't matter if you if you were a kicker if you wore boots (laughs) vans shorts if you were a skater like coach kaiser says it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter mexican black white if you wanted to show you were yeah well we had an awesome ag teacher uh mr mailer he he was awesome i saw him the other day dude yeah he's back in town i I visit with him every now and then he actually he helps um he helped us out so he still does some castrations you remember all the stuff we had to do oh you gotta get the razor blade and that yellow spray that they sprayed oh my goodness so pokey sorry (laughs) pokey we had a different upbringing it was so much different we used to get our butts busted like they don't have that we had to make our own paddles Oh, that's ultra savage. Yes. Like, yeah, that is ultra yeah, savage. We, yeah, it was it was real bad. We would do something. It was, it'd was it be something stupid. We'd be in practice, and the play would be on two, and we would jump. Well, the next day during ag, we would have to go out, and we'd make our paddle, and then they would use it on us. But it's it's definitely different times. I don't think they could get away with that anymore. Yeah. No, and, and also, <laughs> you know, we did get corporal punishment, but we had a, a different type of respect for the system for mm. the teachers and honestly i loved my upbringing oh yeah all the parents were involved with it oh, you know my, my dad knew when i got paddled before i even got home yes because oh yes everybody knows everything in little bitty center point texas yeah and my dad being one of the worst he knew everything if he didn't know he was gonna go find out <laughs> i feel like we grew up 
you know, in a bubble. 50 years behind in everybody else we around us. Yes. We are, and we're still in a bubble, but we it's really not the are. same bubble that, it's it was like expanded. a bubble in a bubble. Yeah. yeah, it's expanded, and I tell people yeah. all the time, you know, when when 9-11 happened, like I said, I, I was fortunate enough to, to travel the U.S. I got to see a lot of stuff, but there was a lot of people who didn't get to experience what's outside of Kerr County, and yeah. when 9-11 happened, I remember it really started opening up people in my grade's eyes that had never really experienced anything. Um, and then we did a trip. Mr. Williams set it up when we went to Washington, DC. Um, and some kids went to, to this Washington, DC trip who had never been out of the County and wow. for, for them yeah. to, to experience the, the planes and then see Washington, DC. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. insane, yeah. you know, to see the look on their faces. It, it was awesome, but it made you realize how much of a bubble we lived in. You know, we didn't know yeah. what was going on. Um, you know, we didn't know what drugs were. I, I honestly did not know what drugs were until I got into college. I was like, what is mm. going on out here? This is crazy. Because yeah. our, our little <laughs> bubble, like, you know, yeah, yeah, you're, it, was you're so, it was so controlled. We yeah. didn't know what was going on. You yeah. know what's crazy, Brad and Michaela? You know, we're so used to this. And, and you've probably seen it too. Now that we're in the real estate in- industry, people are flooding to try to get a taste of what we have. Oh, yeah. And a taste of what we had growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just almost scary because we. Ha- I have buyers from California. I have buyers from Houston. I have buyers. Well, I know there's a flood coming from Washington also. Lot. And it's no joke. It's really happening. Mm-hmm. They want that yeah. way of life that we have here. Yes. And it, you can't really blame them for wanting it either. No. Yeah, it's, it's a, awesome it's a great life. way to live. It is. It, yeah. There, there's people who, who complain, oh, there's nothing to do here. No, there's plenty to do here. Yeah. We talk about that all the time. It, there, There is a lot. I mean, it may not be, yeah, we don't have the bowling alley anymore. But there's a bowling alley in Fredericksburg. It's not that far. Yeah, it's 20 Cruise minutes up away. There. Yeah. We've got the movie theaters. I mean, we've got one of the most beautiful rivers in the country, in my opinion. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Right here. I ride my bike all the way up and down the river trail <laughs> right here. multiple yeah, it, times a week. It's literally yeah. right there. And I can probably name 15 yeah. cool little swimming holes going up towards Hunt. You can just go hang out. Yeah. And that's what we used to do. We weren't looking for the bowling alleys or laser tags, that kind of stuff. You I know, tell you what, we would find our own fun. It yes. doesn't. You don't have to spend money on your kids to have them have great experiences in life no. and make great memories. You can literally take them to one of the swimming holes that are on the Guadalupe River, and they're going to have one of the most memorable times of their life. Take them out to the yes. Ingram Dam. Yep, you know? Ingram Dam, the springs, yeah. Monkey. Well, Monkey. You know what's crazy is like I almost have this selfish mentality because like I saw like a year or two ago like swimming holes in Texas, and then Monkey Island was on there, and then boom. It was like, yeah, it's the flooded. influx of people that are there. And it, then yeah. <laughs> I ask him like, Hey, where are you from? Oh, we, we are from Houston. We saw, Oh, where are you? San Antonio. We saw it on Facebook. And I'm like, <laughs> but pick up your dirty diapers yeah. when you leave. Yeah. 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 Keep it clean. At least, you know, yeah. this is, yeah. we have to live here. You, you mentioned the Springs. I, yeah. I remember backing our trucks up to that cliff oh, yes. and we had that big rope swing that we would jump out of the bed of our trucks. And it, anytime they would cut the swing down, somebody, crazy climb would back climb back yeah. up and put it right back up i didn't give a damn <laughs> somebody language. was going up because we were we were gonna go off that rope swing yeah is and that the one that's on river road mm-hmm. yes okay that was the springs and they cut the whole branch down yeah they finally cut the whole thing down i think um when was it, it had to have been in the 90s the first one that i remember hearing and is actually a buddy of mine that was the first person to put the rope up yeah and i'm still talking about how crazy he is he he's um 
He's actually in law enforcement now. I'm like, dude. Oh, okay. I was, yeah. I was hoping you'd say something like that. Something like yeah. That. No, he is. Like he is. He's, he's a real good friend of mine. But you, you he look- lives in a van down by. <laughs> Down by the river. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we just grew up so, I mean, there is so much to do here. And yeah. when I see on Facebook, everybody talks about how many banks we have, how many, you know, churches or chicken places. And, okay. You know, well, I do that a lot. I, I do. A, I put a poll out. I, I put, <laughs> I've been putting the same poll out like every couple months since 2018 and it's the exact same poll <laughs> just copy and paste it <laughs> every time but and, it's an inside joke it's a curvil inside it's just joke a, yeah, yeah that's all it is it it's really just is a joke because i like i'm you know i'm very and it gets people riled humor, up you know yeah. i love humor there, there's you know? like 500 comments on there <laughs> what, what else works. do we need we need more bangs Church, i mean thank you chicken. for the reminder actually i need to do that it's been a couple couple, couple months since because you started brad yeah, all, all those comments are going to be like dadgummit brad <laughs> We are at 52 minutes on this podcast, so uh, yeah, that flew let's go by. ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Mr. Brad Bolin from Hill Country Roofing, hillcountryroofinginc.com is the website. Uh, how else people get a hold of you, Brad? Uh, give us a call. Um, you know, we've got our, our Kerrville number, 830-895-3545, and then our Fredericksburg is 830-997-7065. Um, most of the people that get a hold of me get my cell phone. Um, I've got everything going on my cell phone anyways. Um, so yeah, my cell phone is 830-370-2668. Awesome. Yeah. Any of those, they go to me. I'm unfortunately, my wife won't like it, but I answer the phone almost all, all times of the day. (laughs) Hey, you (laughs) know what? It is what it is. Providing value. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John, you got anything to say before we jump off here real quick? I do. I do. I, I just had a really, really good moment. To, and, it, and it brought up things that I almost forgot about, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, I, I'm I'm proud of, of being from where I am. I'm proud of the products that have come out of Centerpoint, you mm-hmm. know, a.k.a. us. Yeah. Um, a, a man that came from a teacher and a mechanic. And that's that's Brad and your sister. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Alyssa Bolin is is an attorney, and you know I I just yeah she's just so she's proud rocking and rolling. She's living in New Braunfels, uh, works for a, a large firm up in Dallas. They let her work remotely. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome. But yeah. but just good people and uh, yeah, thank y'all for listening. Really. Yeah, appreciate it. It was thank a lot of fun. Thank, thank you all for inviting me yeah, in. Yeah, thank it, you, Brad. Yeah, good to meet you. I'm too. glad I'm yeah. glad we finally got to do this yeah. <laughs> after rescheduling. Come back on. Hey, you let me know when I'll come back on. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I do want to talk about something real quick. I launched a new website over the weekend, so you know, people out there, y'all know I've been transitioning since December of last year. So I kind of went into detail about you know more about who I am and what I do because I know a lot of people have questions and that kind of thing. So uh, you can go to MichaelaTaylor.com is my website. That's MichaelaTaylor.com, and uh, kind of my stories on there, all kinds of stuff on there as well so uh and then also curvilpodcast.com is where you can get this podcast it's episode number 81 today uh, again brad thank you so much for making time thank for us this morning pleasure lots of fun thank you brad we'll, we'll bring in a guy next time yeah, yeah. let's do that for sure <laughs> i don't yeah, know i don't know if 52 minutes is going to be enough time if you bring him in <laughs> <laughs> all right curvilpodcast.com you can also get the curvil podcast on google podcasts on apple podcasts on Spotify, on a bunch of other distributors for podcasts, on uh, YouTube and on Facebook, and again at CurvilPodcast.com. So, uh, yeah, what do we have on tap, John? Oh, Michaela, why you got to call me out like that? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> to be continued. Uh-oh. I love doing that. I love doing that. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right. We'll be back. We'll be back on uh, Tuesday of next week. My mom's flying into town tonight. And uh, so I'm going to spend a couple of days with her before Alice she flies and Amistoy. back. No way. Allison Amistoy, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be an awesome one Tuesday. So until then, have a great one. We'll uh, be back with episode number 82 with Allison Amistoy on Tuesday. <laughs>